And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, hello to everyone. We are back. It is the Weighing In Podcast coming off of a great pay-per-view that we talked about last time with the UFC. And now we've got the PFL coming up. UFC Fight Night. There's a whole lot of things going on. My man, Josh Thompson, is ready to talk about all of them. Not sure I'm that ready to talk to him, but what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm the one that got my ass up at 5 a.m., 4.30 a.m., just to sit here and talk with you guys. So, hey, hopefully you guys enjoy this. You guys, um, I want to remind everybody, because I got a little, a little backlash from last weekend when I was... Everyone's like, hey, you know, yeah, we, we appreciate you getting up. But some people don't come in until, like, Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday and just start talking trash to me about, hey, <laughs> you know, Santos's eye was, her orbital was broken. Guys, we filmed at 5 a.m. on Sunday to drop the show to you guys. I didn't get the medical review until Monday morning like the rest of you. So when you guys jump on going, you know it all, okay, there's a reason why you know it all. I'd, we drop the show to you as soon as we possibly can. Okay, we're just no waiting around. We John and I get after this thing, man. We actually used to drop it the night of the fights. And then John hit 90 and his and Miss McCarthy said, No, 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 no more, no more. Okay, let's dial it down. He's getting a little old now. So we gotta start dropping the show early in the morning. So all okay. right. So we started working on that. We started working <laughs> on that. But guys, I don't we don't get the, the I don't get the medical report normally until the next morning. Like it's not online or things like that. You don't find out until later. We've already filmed by then. You know, or it's 5 a.m. So hold anyways. on, hold on. I have a question. Yes. I'm not. John. First off, <laughs> fighting fighting with a broken orbital sucks. I'm not saying yes. anything about it. But how many fighters have you seen fight with broken orbitals and uh, continue on? And she did, and she fought yep. very tough and, you know, almost won the fight. And it was just a, up to the judges who was going to win it. But, yeah, she she broke orbital. It's part of fighting. I hate to say it, but yeah. you know, there's times that it happens, and it happens from a single punch. It happens from clash of heads like hers did. And yeah, but, uh, but <laughs> you will never get away from it. But I mean, it's like it, it's it, to sit there and say, "Well, that was the difference in the fight." It could have been, but it could not have been too. You you just you don't know. Could, you know, would she have been a different fighter? If she didn't have that, very possibly. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag gives you some of the best betting odds for every sport available to you. We are right now in the NBA Finals. Game 6 is tonight. Hopefully you guys can catch it and watch it and enjoy some of the betting odds on that as well. There's all different types of ways to bet. You can bet per quarter, per half. You guys can bet the halftime show. You guys can bet every single possible way of you can think of also there is baseball now is coming into the season there's plenty of games to bet on for baseball if you guys watch baseball check it out there's a hundred and something games which i very rarely watch but i know there's a lot of baseball fans out there because it is the the backbone of our sport or of our country when it comes to sports now as i would like to say football cannot get here soon enough because I am waiting for the football odds. But please go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne in. If you would have listened to us a little bit last weekend, you would have made a little bit of extra spending cash. But with your first initial deposit, you will get some spending cash from mybookie.ag. Use that promo code right there, Wayne in, and also that QR code that's available. And if you click on that, 
Use our promo code Wayne in at mybookie.ag and make that extra cash. John, this is going to go down in history as one of those fights that I want to actually go back through and you and I kind of break it down step by step, round by round, because a lot of people are saying that she lost round two. I don't know if you said that or not, but I know that you were, we were talking about the stand up from Herzog. I'm a huge Jason Herzog fan. You know that. As, I mean, most people yeah. should know that by now. I love Jason Herzog, man. I loved him from a long time ago when he used to, when he used to ref my fights before when I used to think I was fighting two people in the cage okay? because he bounces around so much. Now he's settled his feet. He's got, he's not, doesn't have the happy feet anymore. And he's now just a fantastic referee. He was back then as well, but um, you know, it's just, I look at, I, I, <clears throat> I want to go back through. This is one of those fights. I want to go back through and really take a look at round by round, how this, how this fight was scored because I had Santos winning. I think um, after listening to a lot of people, they had Santos winning. I won't mention the other shows, but, and I don't normally agree with a lot of those other shows, you know, uh, which means that maybe I am wrong because I normally don't agree with them. But uh, in this scenario, in this situation, I thought she was winning the fight. I thought she round, I thought she won rounds one, two, and three, I believe. Uh, or no, one, I think it was one, two, and five is what I had her winning. I think three and five, three and four. I think uh, Valentina started to probably win, or or you, even you did, three. You I think did not. You did not have Santos winning round five. Sorry, not five, not five, no five. She did not <laughs> okay. win. Sorry, I have to get that. I, I, I think she on. won the first three. I think she won the first three rounds. Okay, there's a lot there's of people fights, that man, thought that. So. There's some people that thought that, but it was you know, um, if, if if you go and you look at you know first off there's the scorecards of the judges and there's mm-hmm. the media does their thing about they 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 will actually judge the fight. It was probably, I don't know, maybe 55, 45, or 60, 40 for Shevchenko. But that means it was it was close, and it could have gone either way. And there's reasons yeah. why people would think that Santos won it, and a lot of it depends upon, you know, what you're going to give credit to. But it was a close fight. You know, the, again, here comes the word robbery. What? There was yeah. no robbery. It was a close fight. It is the biggest m- misused word in our Misnomer. Sport. It's it's horrible. I mean, like it's, yeah, it's it along is. with that, along with that, and the word goat. Oh, the goat! <laughs> oh my god! These two words, robbery and the goat, are the they're they're misused and they're they're used way too often in our sports. Yes. Just period. And so yeah. when we're when we're, ha- we're sitting here having this conversation about Santos and and Valentina, now I've said I I believe that Valentina is the best female fighter in the world, and I've said that I don't know I've said that several times as of lately. Um. But I thought she lost this fight. Now, to go back okay. to Santos's orbital, okay? Because that's originally what I talked about in this co- when I started this conversation. Is that she fought very tough. She, but she you could tell that she started second-guessing herself. Once that clash of heads started happening. I think she started second-guessing herself from the beginning. She, as she won the round, she came back. She was very calm, very composed. But she also, you could tell the look on her face. Like, I can't believe this is still happening. I can't believe this is happening. You could tell that sense of... I won the first round. Oh, and I think she thought she won the second, which I had her winning the second. And, but then the, the clash of heads happened and she started second guessing herself. Now, someone had also told me that, that her corner, the reason why her eye was open after the, after the fight, she was able to open her eye is that her corner cut her. I don't know if that's no. true. No, I, I, I didn't see Stop. a cut. Some, no. yeah, somebody said that her corner cut. Her. I'm like, this is not Rocky. Like we don't yeah. do that. Like you just put some ice on it and the inswell, and you press it the out. Inswell, you push out the yeah. the swelling. You you disperse it. No, they did not cut her. That's I was seeing. This is what I you'll like, get. Yeah, Bullshit. and I, I didn't see a cut. First, I didn't see a cut. Someone's like, I can't believe you didn't see the cut. Her corner cut her, and I was like, what? 
What are you talking about? I didn't see a cut. That was one. And two is, uh, uh, this is not a movie. We don't do that. Um, you know, we use in swells and you use me, ice and, you know, yeah, cut me, Mick. Cut me. Um, so th- th- that's what I want. To, I think I give her a lot of credit because fighting with an orbital, I've never had that. But I, I remember Koscheck had it during the GSP fight. And he was never the same fighter after that fight. You know, um, yeah. he I don't think he won a fight after that fight. If you go back through his record, I don't think he ever won a fight after that. He's lost five or six in a row really? after that fight. Yep. I don't think he lost a fight after the GSP fight. He yep. didn't win a fight after that? No. No shit. No, that would be interesting. I, I did not realize that. Yep. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, he did? Who did he beat? He won two. Okay. He beat Matt, Matt Hughes, Hughes and Mike Pierce. Jeez, man. Yeah, yeah. so he, he. I remember him talking about he had no, um, from the jab most underutilized yeah. weapon in the sport his his orbital broke through the jab broke uh yeah. during one of the jabs just he just got jabbed and jabbed but he had no feeling on his face from the side of his face and i even talked to him probably i don't know say it's about two years ago he said he still didn't have any feeling like from his cheekbone to like the top of his eyelid yeah and then and, and he, he's done he can still see like he but back during the fight he's like no man so I was seeing like four or five GSPs in front of me. If I and so I could see. Remember when I was talking about? No, it's true. I was talking to Santo. Well, not, not talking to Santos, but when she was keeping her eyes shut, I read that um, she was saying that basically it was because she was seeing too many of her. She was seeing yeah. uh, two or three Valentinas. She's like, so I squinted my eyes, so there was only one of them, which makes sense. You know, you're not trying to find. You know, hit the one in the middle, that kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. go back to Rocky. Hit the one in the middle. <laughs> Um, we're on a Rocky terror right now. It just comes down to, she made the adjustment by, by squinting the eye. I said something along the lines of like, look, sometimes you're looking for a little bit of a way out or you're looking for an excuse. Broken orbital is not an excuse. Literally. She fought through it all. She's a, she's a savage. I'm the one that's sitting here pitching the fact that I thought she won. I'm also the one pitching the fact that I think she deserves an automatic rematch. If you look at anybody below that, no one else has ever given uh, Valentina, that type of fight, and I and I like I think in terms of contested that she deserves to get an automatic rematch. She fought a great fight. The fight I think drastically changed after her orbital broke. Give her some time to heal up and bring her back. And I think that, that she needs she deserves that automatic rematch. Just my personal opinion. If you guys don't agree with me, yeah. that's fine. No problem at all. Uh, no, there you, was some other could, stuff. Go ahead. You could you could say that the the broken orbital or the clash. You know that caused that Head broken butt. orbital caused caused a difference in the fight. You can absolutely say it, and maybe it is true. Uh, it's a matter of I thought she fought great. The automatic rematch, I wouldn't mind seeing it. She seems like the toughest competition that we have seen in the 125 pound weight division yeah. for Valentina. So why not? Yeah, hands down, I think she's been the toughest competition, and not just the toughest competition in that way, but she really pose a threat i think everywhere so a little bit of a threat on the feet um you know not a ton but a little bit of threat on the feet she did some great work in the clinch and she did a fantastic job of getting to the takedowns she could have been and john and i have we've talked about this she could have been a little bit more active from the top position um she seemed a little just surprised i think to be there but in terms of her scrambling in terms of her always getting to the top position even after she was kind of being taken down or her head tossed she did a fantastic job you know, and I think she's the way better fighter on the ground than Valentina. Now, Valentina will come back in the second fight if they fight again, and she'll make those adjustments because that's the type yes, of champion she, she is. There is no doubt and that Valentina. She will also have a different 
form of motivation because this is what I talk about all the time. When you're Valentina, you're the champ. You can look at that. And you can look across there. You can say, oh, she's only been beaten once. She's, you know, 19 and one, all that stuff. It's hard to get yeah. up for every fight that you're going to have. And this yeah. is, you know, your life changes as, you know, time goes on and you become the champion and then you're making more money. Everything changes and people expect you to be this robot. They expect you to be this person that can just walk out there and be this devastating monster whenever you're turned on. It doesn't happen. Fighters have good days. They have bad days. They have days that, you know what, they don't feel very good even walking out there. They have days where they feel great. You just don't know what those days are. Here's the biggest difference. Josh, you know this as good as anyone. Baseball, you talked about baseball being our, you know, you know, that's the backbone of our, our sporting whatever. Okay, country, obviously yeah. the NFL is the biggest, but baseball, you could have a bad game, but you're going to have a game either the next day, maybe even the same day at times. You get a doubleheader. You'll have a game the next day or the you know a day after that, and so you go and you prove yourself again, and boom, you're back in line. Football, does Tom Brady ever have a bad game? Yeah, it's rare, but he has them. And one week later, he can get rid of all that. Fighting is different. You don't get to just fight, you know, after one week or two weeks normally. That's just not what happens. That only happens when, you know, you win. And usually you win convincingly. You might get that quick return. But when you have a bad fight, you have to now wait eh, three, four months before you can get back in there and hope that this is a good day that, you know what, you can go back out and show who you are. But it's all that time that, you know, you have to live with that. I didn't I didn't perform the way I wanted. It's different. It's just different. And people expect the fighters to be non-human. They're human. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, that's exactly that's exactly true. Santos having to deliver a performance after <clears throat> after the clash of heads. John, I'm just gonna the clash of heads. That was very good. I'm glad you said it the correct way. <laughs> After the clash of heads, I mean, she still had to deliver, you know, two more rounds. And that's and that's difficult. Look, when yeah, I fought Benson, I tore all the ligaments in my wrist, broke my thumb, and a, a, one of the bones up in my in, up into my wrist as well. It's just, it, it's hard. It's hard to, it's not just hard to go through the pain. Sometimes, like for mine, right? Mine would just, mine would, my knuck, my, my, my bone would slide up into my wrist. So it looked like my hand was really deformed. It was one of those shocking things you've never seen before. I've never seen before. I'm sure, John, you've seen a lot as a former police officer. And so <laughs> there's things that I mean, like when you look down and your skin's all crinkled up and your bones up into your wrist and it's kind of moving around. You're just thinking to yourself, this is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> That's what I on was thinking of the fact I was that seeing a ton it. Of, yeah, I was seeing it. that. <laughs> <laughs> on top of on top that's right you were in the cage with us and so and on top of just the feeling you know and and not just yeah. looking at that but with her the pain from what i understand because i've talked when i talked with cost check i talked to a couple other fighters that had broke their orbitals that, that trained at aka they're like it's just the pain non-stop pain and pulsing and throbbing as well as triple vision black spots whatever it is majority of it's been like double and triple vision that they've had to deal with during the fight while someone's trying to knock your block off. Yep. So I tip my hat to her for finishing. Um, before you guys rip on me and, and us, we drop the shows early Sunday morning and, um, or sometimes that night, if the fights are a little bit earlier, we'll drop it that night or we'll film that night. So we don't always hear the press conference. We don't always hear, Oh, look at that. 
Very unprofessional. 1950s. Wow. <laughs> wow. 1950s <laughs> ringer. That was good. A 1950s ringer. Like that's when they were used to hang up the phone. When they would right. put the phone yeah, on the wall your... and hang it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dial tone one. So um yeah, we normally film very early, uh, sometimes even before the press conference is, is done. And so just want you guys to be able to understand that. And then uh that's why we're talking about it now. We're coming back and we're correcting some of our errors or at least touching back on some of the situation look we ranted on enough enough about the valentina and santos fight but there's some more we're going to talk about from last weekend the yuri Prochaska and uh, glover fight yuri rips his performance says glover to shara against glover uh, look let's be honest and this is another thing where a ton of fighters a t john a ton of a ton of fighters and a ton of media fighters have come out and said look this was a really bad performance by both fighters just because it was a fun, entertaining fight. And I have to agree. I have to agree with them again. Once again, they're on my side. <laughs> Once again. So it just comes down to the fact that you guys, the fight can be absolutely amazing. But for, for it to be one of those fights that was a great performance by both fighters, it doesn't have to, ha it doesn't, doesn't mean that. The fact that both of them were extremely sloppy and the fact that both of them didn't like, it was very out of character. It was very uncharacteristic of them from Glover's especially to lose the top position as many times as he did. But that's also tipping your hat a little bit to, to Yuri and his ability to take damage and escape. And it creates create like movement and motion to make Glover um, to make Glover lose his balance, lose his control, lose his hip control, whatever his pressure. All of those things a lot of fighters have not been able to do. He did a great job of that. And on the feet, Glover, and that's the, that was the other thing, is Glover, people thinking that Glover was way outclassed on the feet, in reality was not. And at the end of the fight, had plenty of opportunities to win that fight by, by knocking him out. Him. Yeah. He was hurting him a lot in that fifth round. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of things, though, but, but he also did not fight smart as well. Yuri didn't fight smart, didn't fight composed. Glover didn't fight smart, didn't fight composed in some situations. In terms of a championship fight, John, I have to agree that it was one of the more sloppiest performances okay. from both fighters, but okay, still right. an outstanding I'm, performance in terms of fighting. Great, an fight outstanding fight. To watch. Yes, a great fight to watch. And many times, some of the <clears throat> best fights to watch are not fights where you say, "Well, the fighters had a had a really high fight IQ in that." Yeah. Okay. All right. What's one of the fights that actually helped get the UFC out there? Forrest Griffin yeah, yeah, yeah. versus Stefan Bonner. Was that a great fight as far as fight IQ? No, no it was a but it was, a, just it was a great fight. It was a tough finale, John. And it we was, look at the tough I finales now and we think care. to ourselves, what are we watching? I don't <laughs> care. It's a matter of looking. Every, Carla Esparza fought Rose Namajunas. You could talk about both of them showed a lot of high fight IQ, and they did. And... Because of it, the fight was boring. <laughs> so, look, I'm not. You could pick apart anything you want, and if Yuri wants to pick apart his own performance, that's okay. That's his performance, and he can do that. And he could believe that you know what he should have fought a lot smarter. He would have fought a lot better. Okay, but to sit there and say, oh, you know what, uh, you know. The Glover that, you know, I fought, that's what Anthony Smith was saying. The Glover I fought was just way better. He was he was Glover. 
and he was Glover in this fight, and he was Glover in your fight, and I thought your fight, you know, Anthony Smith's fight against Glover was a great fight, and it it was a battle of attrition also, the same as this fight was a battle of attrition, and it was, were there mistakes made? Yeah, and it's going to happen. It's going to, you know, mistakes are going to be made based upon pressures, based upon, you know what, fatigue, all those things lead to mistakes being made. When you're getting hit to the body like, you know, Glover was getting hit at times and your gas tank is empty, your brain doesn't function at the same level as when you first started that fight. So I, I'm not saying that they both didn't make mistakes in the fight. They did. That's part of fighting, but that's part of why it was such a great fight. Mm-hmm. You know, was that there were mistakes made and they both were fighting their way out of those mistakes, trying to overcome mistakes that got them into trouble. That's what made it such a great fight. I, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I don't um, think they have anything to feel bad about. No, I, I agree. I think they're both, uh, obviously, the two of them are, you know, I'd say top five, you know, light heavyweights in the world. <laughs> You know, um, I'm not saying they're the best because after those performances, they're not the best. Uh, but I'm going to sit here and say that they are definitely in the in every one percent. We've talked about this. The best light heavyweights in the world and the best fighters in the world at any moment can beat any single one of each other. Doesn't matter yeah. who it is. So um, it's no different than when you see the shittiest team in the NFL beat the best team in the NFL. There you it go. Happens. It happens. Small percentages are the difference. Exactly. Sometimes they just come in prepared. Sometimes they just understand the other team and who they want to beat. And there's a little extra motivation in there. And so I think that in, during that performance, and look, next performance, Yuri may be an absolute barn burner. You know, and the same thing with Glover. He might be the same thing. They may go back to the drawing board and understand what they did wrong, and they watched that fight back, and, and they fixed those mistakes. I think what we saw out of Yuri, though, is what we're going to continue to see. He is yes. not somebody... Exactly. He's ripping his performance. This is the way he fights. I don't understand. He takes big chances. And he lives off of a chin that's made of granite. He takes big shots. Look, you you could take a look at his performance against Dominic Reyes. And yeah, he, he looked fantastic and everything worked for him. But Reyes is a different fighter. Reyes is not that fighter that he was so concerned of being on the ground with or in the position of, oh, he's a great takedown. Dominic Reyes won most of his fights off of the stand-up and in hurting people on the feet. It's a different fight. Mm-hmm. You got a different fighter in Teixeira as far as where he's dangerous. He's got, he's got good, clean stand-up. You know, like you said, his left hook after a while was money in that fight and was finding the target once he figured out the range, but he presented an entirely different, you know, skill set and problem factor for Yuri that Yuri had to work his way through. And you're going to have these fights where you've got guys that are great on their feet, guys that are great on the ground, guys that do both well. He's he is a unique individual. You know, he is awkward. He is physically strong. He's unbelievably tough. He can take an ungodly amount of damage. He's going to be a nightmare for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a lot of those guys, outside of, I believe, Ankalaev, he is, uh, none of the other guys in that division are really that great of wrestlers. 
I mean, if you were no. pull, Dave, can you pull up the division? Yeah, and, and there's a lot. Of, then I also got a lot of flack because Uncle Live's already scheduled to fight, I believe. Um, Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith, and I didn't bring that up. I was like, okay, does he does Glover get the automatic rematch? And everyone's like, oh, well, Dana already said that Uncle Live and the winner of Anthony Smith gets the title shot next shot or whatever. He did. Like, you guys, he's but you guys should keep holding Dana's word. It's like if it's gold, it's not. Like he can change his mind. If they have a <laughs> shitty performance, that fight will never that fight will never happen. So That's stop right. believing what he says when it comes to oh that fight's the number one contender a contender fight. If you see a Rose and Carlo style fight, which I don't think you will, but if you do see no, something like that, if you, you do, don't guess see, what? You're not going to see either one of them fighting for the title. You're not going to see either one of them fight for the title. That's my point. My point is like, look, I would rather see Glover run it back because he's 42 years old. But I also understand as a promotion, they're probably not going to do that. But if I look at this weight division here, can you blow it up a little bit more? My eyes are real bad. Um, so Glover has he's got some wrestling. He's definitely got some jiu-jitsu. Jan is not a wrestler. Okay, uh, Rakic is out for a while with his uh, with his uh, knee. Rakic. I, everyone's told me that I'm saying is it, it right. You're saying it wrong. Is it racket? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Okay, racket. Look, people in the comments have told me I'm saying it right, but see, that's why Itch. I read the comments because I want to oh, know. Oh, the comments. Rakic. So Uncle Live, <laughs> Uncle Live is the best. Is the probably the best wrestler in this division. Um, when it comes to just straight wrestling, and he's a fantastic fighter. But then you have Smith, Santos, Reyes. Craig is a good jiu-jitsu guy, but not a good wrestler. His yeah. takedowns are not that great. They're okay. He needs to work a lot on those. And when I get down below all that, Ozdemir, Hill, you know, that those guys are all, they're all stand-up guys. So there's not a lot of threat for Yuri in terms of of who, when he fights somebody, of him being concerned about being taken down. Ankalaev is probably the next best thing outside of Glover and, and having to deal with maybe Paul Craig jumping guard or jumping on a leg lock or something like that. He's tough. He's good. There's no doubt about Yuri being all those things. He can absorb damage. He's he's very just he's very unpredictable when he's from the bottom position. He'll work off the fence. He'll kick off the fence. He'll roll. He'll give a submission to get out. All of those things. But this is a big reason why I don't sure he's entertaining. He's exciting. That's why I don't think he's going to be champion very long. John, how many champions have we had since John Jones has walked away? This is our third, fourth. Fourth, third one, fourth, third one. Third. Yeah, Blahovich. Yeah, I mean, Blahovich wins yeah. it against Dominic Reyes. Then you have uh, uh, Glover. Blahovich loses to Glover, and Glover loses to uh, Pro Prohaska. This, Here, this here's the question. Like a, this is a revolving Dave, door of titles. Do me a favor. Pull up the date of your of Yuri's first fight in the UFC. It was against uh, Ozdemir. So I want everyone to remember, see, because back then when that happened, <clears throat> the real thing was when Yuri came into the UFC, which was his first fight was July of 2020. Okay, he had beaten CB Dalloway at Ryzen, uh, the fight before that. But when Yuri came in, I want all the fans to remember, they said, he sucks. He ain't shit. <laughs> and I said, this dude is Good. really fucking good he's awkward he's hard all this stuff because if you watch other promotions you know oh now and now he's going to see what real fighting's like guess what yeah. he's now your champion and now you guys are all going to be nut riding him all the way to the bank wow. about oh he's he's the best in the world there's a lot of good guys out there he is he's good been good he's since tough. he since rising yes. he's been good since then you know Dude, i and, did his and, last 
His last loss was like 13 fights ago. I was the referee for it. Okay. Wow. But the one thing that I saw out of it is, man, the dude is tough and will take shots. You Who know, did he lose and, to? Uh, Carl Mo Law. King Mo oh, Law, right, baby. King Mo. King yeah. Mo. And then he came back man. and he beat King Mo. My man, King Mo. But he is a he's a handful, man. He, then the guy can fight. And he's fought a ton of very tough people and come away with some really good wins. You know, I think he's going you know, I know Blahovich is wanting to fight him right away. Maybe they'll make that fight. I think it's a good fight. I think at this point, Blahovich that's that's a big mountain for him to climb as far as speed and everything and the awkwardness. But isn't Yon already matched up with someone? I believe he does have a fight coming up, but he he was Dave, already. Can you, you know, look he, this up, buddy? He was look it up. At, who, who is he was at the fights trying to you know make it happen? So it's Uncle Live and Anthony Smith. Is that correct, yep. or is it? Yep, 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 yep. yep. No. And then Blahovich yep. and there's it's the other person in the top five. I think is Yon's fighting. I don't know. I know he was talking about he, you know, he wanted to fight John Jones and stuff. I don't know if he's got a fight lined up. <clears throat> I'm gonna look here. It'll be on here if he yeah. does. He doesn't currently have one. It looks like yeah, like he has because no. he just beat Rakic, as you said. Yeah, yeah. I'm now saying Rakic. go back to the rankings, please. <laughs> go back to the that that ranking system. I thought he's sitting there right now at number two. Yeah. I would make so, him the guy that you would think. Okay, so it's Smith and Ankalaev. I swear I thought Jan had a matchup already, but hey, who knows? Who knows? Anyways, um, yeah, people were talking about it, I think, online, but it was uh and then and then Reyes came out. He has he's been gone for quite a while now. When, since when was his last loss time to Yuri? Dom yeah, since when did Dominic to, Reyes fight last? Yuri. Was that was that only a year ago? Someone said it was only a year ago. It felt like it was two years ago. That was about a, it was over a year. It's right out of a year, I would say. Really? He fought Jeez, um, man, so. in May 2021, which was May 2021. Uh, a month. Yeah. Yeah, so a year, a year ago. ago. Okay. Okay. I think I said two years ago last weekend. Because it, it seems like so long ago, you've had a guy who does fought seem like a long time. A lot. He's fought a lot and he's become champion, you know, since their fight. So that was a while ago. Um, but that was Yuri's last fight. Was it? Other than Glover. Oh man, jeez! It seems so long ago, John. Like forever. Right? Wow! Wow! That's true. Yeah, you're right. Three right. fights. He's their champion now. Yeah. I, like that's that's got a that's a little. I'm There's only flashes. been a couple that have. I'm Remember, flashes, well, Anderson, Anderson Silva came Anderson? in beat Chris Lieben. Remember the mm -hmm. fight he had against Chris Lieben? It was yeah. at the Hard Rock. It was a, a like a UFC Fight Night thing. His next fight was against Rich Franklin for the championship at UFC 64. That's right. I want to say. That's right. And he won the title then. Wow. Yeah. Well, who else? I mean, there's Anderson. So, like, there's Anderson. I mean, I'm, look, I look back at the, the guys from, that came from Strike Force and how many became champions. Maybe it took him a little bit, you know, it took him a little bit to get there. But it took man, a little bit more Rock time. Cold. Yeah. You got Rockhold. You got yeah. DC. You DC. got T Wood. <clears throat> um, was, uh, was Nate Marquardt ever UFC champ? No. No. Nope. He, he fought for the title, though. You have Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler was a champ because Marquardt was there. But all um, of those took a little, uh, you know, some time. They they went through a, a series a of fights of before. This one was yeah. This one was fast. Like the the one I can recall was Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. 
Interesting. A lot of good fighters out there in other promotions. Good stuff. Good to see them uh, having some. Anyways, I want to touch on those type of things. But before we get started on, on the UFC talk and the PFL talk and some fight breakdowns talk, um, there's a company called Train Alta. I don't know if you guys know about this, but Train Alta, check out trainalta.com. And uh, they've actually sent me a, a message. Uh, the guy who helps run the North American side of this is, is um, Rich Chow. And guess what? Because my boy, Podcast Dave, has been running, getting those miles in, doing all these things, Train Alta is willing to go ahead and take care of him to enroll him into their system. Now, I love Ooh. this idea. This is one of those things because, you know, Podcast Dave been sending uh, John and I pictures of him with uh, WWE baby oil on uh, and uh, flexing in front of the camera <laughs> and, and things like that. And I actually sent that picture over to Train Alta. And Alta said, look, if he's ready to go, we're ready to have him. It's, I believe it's like a 20-week course. It's one time a day early in the morning. You guys get the training in. Okay, and and uh, if you want to fight at the end to show you're you know you're a real man, and uh, that's fine. If you don't, Dave, we understand. But you just go through the process of training. It's a really cool setup, a really cool thing. Uh, check out check out their website. It's trainalta.com. You can also go follow them on social media and see what they've done. Some of the media has been involved with this. Um, gosh, I'm so bad with names, but you know, jeez, um, uh, man, wow. Gosh, I'm so bad with names. Anyways, some of the media's done it. Some of the camera people have done it. Uh, the, camera the, people. It all. I, okay, it's, it's it's the I don't I don't want to I want to say boyfriend. I might be wrong. It might be significant. I think her other, husband. Of now. Esther it's, Lynn. It's husband now. His husband yeah. of Esther Lynn. He did it. Yes. Yes. And, and I forget it. Gosh, man, I feel like such a forget the name. So did I. Gosh, he's such I a nice guy too. Yeah. Look, super good um, guy. he went through the process. He loved it, and he talked about it. I think on several shows. He's it was it was a great experience for him. It's just something that you guys I think a lot of people should try. But anyways, I'm giving you guys a promo ad now instead of talking about. Look, if you guys leave, if you guys can leave. Say yes to podcast Dave doing it just in the comments below. I want to try to get about five, six hundred comments. If we break five hundred comments of of yes, Dave will be in there deleting them, by the way. No, <laughs> Dave, Dave's going to be in there deleting the comments. Um Dave's going to end up having to do this. This is going to come down and look, he doesn't have to worry about paying any expenses uh, or anything like that. It's just going to be him doing the training. Dave, Dave, as simple as it gets, you got to do it. I'm not even saying that you have to do the fight at the end, but you need to do the training. I think you'll love it. You'll fall in love. You will love it. You're going to love it. You come when Dave comes out and Dave says, oh yeah, you know that one time I choked you out there. There might actually be a chance then. No, there you go. There might be a chance because you actually know. You would know how to. You would actually learn how to throw a punch, not like you know, not like this where your wrist just kind of flicks. Okay, and uh, they're There's not like wrong WWE with this? back slaps. The <laughs> WWE back slaps. Well, he, know, he uh, can do the he can do the open hand Stockton slap right now. Yes, he could. I he think could he, I that. think he'd be fantastic at it. Fantastic. As long as, as long as, unless until until he buys that WWE baby oil off their website. Uh, it, it was so great when he sent that picture yesterday. That's blackmail for the rest of our lives. <laughs> so great. Uh, all right, but hey, actually check them out, Dave. We're gonna try to throw load up those comments down there. I think if we get five hundred comments and say yes, Dave should do it. Then guess what, Dave? Dave's gonna be in, baby. Dave's, Dave's all be in. in. Rich Chow's got your back, bud. He's got you ready I can to see go. Dave ready primed. Dave, jump good. in there, balls deep, baby. Yes. Just yes, jump yes. in, balls deep. I want like that one time at band camp. 
right, well, hey, let's let's let's. If go time ahead. permits, uh, if time permits, this guy, I don't, it's gonna permit, buddy. It's at like five in the morning. <laughs> it's at five in the morning. I think I think the gym that they're doing it at is like in uh, Round Rock too. So you might be you might be golden. Perfect. Don't have to go very far. Yep. I made sure you picked the gym right by, by your house. <laughs> no. All right, guys. Um, but let's jump into some uh, PFL. Let's talk some PFL. You got Clay Collar versus Alec Martinez. Yeah, they have a they have a really good card coming up. Do they? Really good card. Do they they okay. do. I'm I'm impressed with the matchups that they have. The 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 main event here is Clay Collard against Alex Martinez. I'm not sure a lot of people, you know, I think more people are starting to know Clay based upon he beat Anthony Pettis, he beat Jeremy Stevens. So he's getting, you know, a name. I think the PFL is looking and going, hey, we know when we put this guy out there, he fights. So our main event is going to be a fight. And I don't, I can't disagree with him. I think that they're right. I, he, the guy has gone out there. He has put on great performances against, you know, some really good fighters. Alex Martinez is a tough kid. Uh, he, I'm not sure if he still trains with Bill Mahood. He used to train with Bill Mahood. He, uh, from Paraguay, but he was living up in Canada, I believe, for a while. He might be now in the States, but he's good. He's tough. He, he just ends up losing some split decisions. I know that he beat, um, God damn, what's the, what's Loki? What Loki's last name? Rabid. I can't say it. It's one of the, it's one of the Dagestani names. It's horrible. Click on his name there, Dave. But um, he he beat him. I know he lost to him in the second time. But you know he's got a win against him. The kid can fight, and this is going to be a good fight. There it is. Uh, Rads Radzbedov. Is he Radzbedov. with? When was this fight? In twenty twenty one. Is he with us now? Is he with Who? Bellator now? This guy, like uh, Radzbedov. No, he's he no he's still with the PFL, I believe. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, but, look, Clay um, Collar to me is one of the most underrated fighters and one of the least talked about fighters out there that fun deserves to watch. a lot of clout. Um, he deserves a lot of gas it up, man. He's, he comes in, he fights his ass off, he rips the body a lot, and one of the best body shot fighters out there in the game right now. Oh, yeah. You know, um, when we talk about people that, that utilize all their weapons, he does a great job. He's a good he's good at stuff and stuff and takedowns, he's good at getting takedowns, but he's mainly on the feet, ripping the body and letting the hands go. He will take a shot to give a shot. You can't you can't go wrong with fighters like that when you're trying to build a promotion around exciting fights. And uh in terms of Alec Mar Alex Martinez, he's gonna have to take a lot of shots, he's gonna have to try to keep that close that distance, keep Clay, press against the fence, try and do work there, potentially get a takedown or two. But I think you're gonna see basically a stand up, a stand up fight. I think you're gonna see yeah. Clay just sprawl and brawl and keep it on the feet and do some work. It's gonna be a good fight. Should be. Uh next fight. The Brazilian showdown, Bruce Suto against Antonio Carlos Jr. I hate when they I hate when we call him Shoeface. I love it. Is it Shoeface? What is his name? Shoeface. Is Shoeface? Shoeface. What did you call him one time? You called him something horse else face. one time. Horse I think face. I called him Horseface. <laughs> Great job, buddy. Cara de Sapato, oh. Shoeface. <laughs> uh, what do you think? I look at I really like uh Soto. He's good, he's tough. I just think the experience of Antonio Carlos Jr. and he, he's he's good everywhere. He's he's got mm -hmm. good stand up, he's got a really good ground game. Uh I think just his experience in fighting a higher level higher, of yeah. competition throughout his career 
is going to pay dividends against uh, his opponent in this fight. I got to go with him. Got it. Look, the fight, the, there's two fights on this card. The rest of them, I'm kind of like, okay, look, they're good fights. Um, But these are the two fights that I'm really into is Manfio and uh, Mercer and Stevens yeah, versus Mercier. Kyle Price. Yeah, Mercier. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so those two, you, those two fights, and then Stevens and Miles Price. Now, I just want to see Jeremy Stevens come in and get a win. I want to see him come in and dominate. I like Jeremy Stevens, man. He's one of my favorite fighters of all time. And in terms of Manfio and uh, how do you say his name? Aubin uh, Mercier, is it Aubin? Oliver Aubin Mercier. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> with, wow. the, with the accent, lovely, <laughs> lovely. Fr French Canadian stuff, man. But. The dude can wrestle his ass off. And you sound his like me in Hawaii. <laughs> when I get when I get to Hawaii, all of a sudden you get a little bit of that pigeon broth. It's but, so uh, weird, John. In other countries, I don't do that, but in Hawaii, it's like every single time I get there, it happens. <laughs> Such a tool. That's all right, because you got so many friends there in Hawaii. But oh, I mean, seriously, Mafia is the guy that won uh, the title for the PFL last time. This is a tough fight for him. He's good in the stand-up. He's got a good ground game, but he does not want to be underneath Mercier in this fight. And uh, Mercier's got the ability to take him off his feet. Mm -hmm. He's got good wrestling. His stand-up has gotten way better in the fact that he's not shooting ridiculous shots from the outside. He uses his hands to set up his wrestling now. This is a good fight. Really good matchup. Nice. And then what about Jeremy Stevens and Miles Price? I, I look at this and look, Miles Price from Ireland, Good fighter, solid, solid everywhere. I just don't think that in this fight he's got the experience to beat Jeremy. Jeremy's going to come out and sling leather. He's going to throw bombs at him the whole time. Jeremy's got good takedown defense. I, I would see Miles actually trying to take Jeremy off of his feet in this. It's going to be difficult for him. Uh, if he does yeah. do it, if he does do it, he's got a chance of, you know, uh, doing well in the fight and winning the fight if he can do it multiple times. I'm just not sure that he can do that against Jeremy. I think this is a, a fight for Jeremy to get a, you know, himself back. He had a great performance against Clay Collard. It's, I mean, that was a great fight. Mm -hmm. You know, he lost it, but, man, I mean, he freaking went out there and was just throwing shots i mean he was in shape you could see it because man he was winging heavy leather the entire time i think this is a good fight for him to get back on track get himself a win in the pfl and move on i've trained with miles miles at aka for a while <clears throat> i don't think he has the the wrestling to get jeremy down i don't and either for him to, to for him to withstand the amount of punishment he's going to take trying to get that takedown i don't know if he can he can he leaves himself open quite a bit on the feet you know, he's a little gun shy when it comes to letting the hands go. He's really trying to push to the to the clinch, trying to get to the takedowns, trying to get to the body locks, trying to get all those things to close the space. He is yeah. a little weird and awkward because he's got one of those. He's long, his style. He doesn't seem like he's very strong, which he's not. But he has, he has, deep, he has good control when he gets into those positions. I just think Jeremy's a, just a fucking bulldog, man. And... It, <laughs> Every time he breaks away from that clinch, if Jeremy makes him pay, you go back and you watch like the Fabian Edwards fight with the uh, Oda Machida or fights where fighters make you pay as soon as you're done. Wait, uh, what's her name? Wei Zhang when she fought uh, Jessica Andrade, when they got into the clinch, letting the elbows and knees go. And then, you know, when you, she broke away, letting the hands fly, really touching her up, really rocking her. 
those are the type of things you need to see constantly making them work. You know, um, Jeremy's going to have to be doing that and making miles pay to make him very gunshot. I think he will. Yeah. Um, John, I don't know anything about, look, Akhmedov, we all know, but I don't know anything yep. about the other guy, Akhstosilis or whatever. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's from him. Lithuania. <laughs> he's, I hate saying the name, <laughs> but uh -huh, he's yeah. a good fighter. And, you know, Amari is a guy, Amari is that, uh, he's the hammer. And when he is, when he's on and he's pushing and he's doing well, man, he's, he is crushing and he's good and, you know, fought in the UFC there, you know, um, I'm just in that position. This is a very close fight and it could, you know, Amari now is fighting at light heavyweight. He was fighting at middleweight, I believe before. And, uh, Theodorus, good fighter, good, solid fighter everywhere. He just cannot allow, uh, Amadoff. He cannot let Akhmedov get to the point where he's pushing him around the, the cage. Containing the, the cage. Got, yeah, he's got to be able to stand his ground at times and push push <clears throat> Akhmedov back, make him respect him. He gets that respect. He's got a very good chance of winning that fight. Got it. Now, a guy that used to fight in Bellator, he's had a little bit of su success here at PFL. I think he was in the UFC for a little bit as well, wasn't he? Marcin Held? Yeah. Yeah, Marcin went he, to the yeah, UFC. He went to the UFC, and then he went to PFL. Another, another uh, tough Polish fighter. Unbelievable. Yeah. Poland's got some just, studs, man. They got some mean people there. If he could just open up a little bit more on the feet, I think he'd have a little bit more success. If he could spend the time to really learn the stand-up, his, his grappling would come a lot much. It would be more effective. Well, his grappling's fantastic. It's absolutely insane, especially the leg locks, knee bars, and all those type of transitions. He's yeah. he's phenomenal. But sometimes um, he puts so much into that takedown to get there, and so yeah. much into he squeezes so hard he does, that he gasses himself. Yep. You know, he's that fast twitch muscle fire. He does not have that real, you know, overtime endurance. He you know he he steps on the gas paddle, and once he does, he better yeah. get that win because you can see him start to tail off. But that it, that's a great matchup, you know. Nathan is good everywhere, good ground game. Can he stop what Held does? Yeah, possibly, but, man, Marcin Held, he's slick. He can get on top, and he can do damage real quick, and he can grab. His leg locks are for real. Yeah. No, they are. His transitions are smooth. That's one thing I've really like, enjoyed watching him fight over the years is that his transition from one leg lock to another, he does it off off of the clinch. He does it off of the stand-up. He does it off being taken down. Those are things that you want to see. There's You feel like you're never safe when you're fighting somebody like that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our PFL talk. Let's jump right into the UFC, John. Let's uh, see what they've got to offer. UFC on ESPN 37, Cater versus Emmett. We're just fans. I was, I'm a big fan of Josh Emmett. Um, I'm also a huge fan of Calvin Cater. When it comes down to the two of these guys, you're going to see a little bit of wrestling, I think, from Josh Emmett. He will stand quite a bit, but I think the yep. wrestling is the way the way to go. If you can freeze Calvin Cater just enough, okay, for it to 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 make to threaten that that takedown, to let the hands fly with the power that Josh Emmett possesses, you can see Calvin Cater go to sleep. Very well, could see him go to sleep. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to go to sleep. Look, Calvin Cater can take a shot. Calvin Cater is he's a good all-around MMA fighter. He's got great stand-up. There's only been one guy that has made Calvin Cater look 
like, oh, he's average. That was Max Holloway. And Max Holloway on that night, I'm not saying that, you know, I love Max. That night, Max Holloway could have beat anybody. Yeah, He was that good. He was that on. He was that sharp, that accurate, that precise. Just, it was his night. You know, and so... I look at Calvin Cater, and man, he has fought some studs, and he's he has just looked great doing it against a lot of good fighters. Now, Josh Emmett has power, and obviously power can touch one time, and it can be the end of the fight. He's got better wrestling if you go straight wrestler for wrestler than Calvin Cater, but he ain't going to just take Calvin Cater down. It's going to be a tough, tough hope, you know, road for him to go on to get that, and... He's going to be taking shots the whole time. This is this is the toughest fight, in my opinion, that Josh Emmett has had. He's had some tough ones at times and stuff. You know, this is the one that's going to say exactly where he's at because he beats Calvin Cater. He's the he is a guy that you got to say he, he he's deserving of being up there and getting a shot against Volkanovski. Yeah, I mean, I think I think with. Josh being what he was out for a while because what of his knee? Yeah, the knee injury. Dealing with some knee. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's set. What is he? Seventeen and two. He's got power. He's always exciting to watch fight. He's got if he gets a win over Calvin Cater. Really, realistically, I think at his age at 37, 37 years old. Yep. He's got to jump the line. Yep. You know, this is kind of that. That's this is that age where things start to kind of peter out a little bit. You know, you got to stay motivated. I think he's always training hard, but the speed starts to go. When the speed starts to go in the lighter weights, you tend to have problems with those young studs because they're so fast. They're so wiry. They see everything coming a lot a lot easier than when you're older at 37. Yep. He's got his hands full, but I think in style, in, when I look at the styles of this fight, he's got every weapon and tool he needs to beat Calvin Cater. He, I think he possesses more power than Calvin Cater. Maybe he doesn't have his clean of boxing. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe no, he doesn't he handle does that not. pressure. He does not. But he doesn't. He doesn't possess. But he does. Have he does the have power. a. He does have the power, and he's got better wrestling. Those two things together can make for a dangerous, dangerous fighter, especially against someone who likes to stand as long as Calvin Cater does. So, but overall, I think it's gonna be a barn burner of a fight. Someone, I, I feel like someone's gonna get finished. Just my personal opinion. I, 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 I agree with you. I think it's either going to be, uh, I can see it going maybe in the fourth round or so, but I mm-hmm. think there will be a finish in this fight. All right, now you got Donald Cerrone versus Joe Lozano. This fight got pushed back. I don't, I can't recall why, um, but there was Donald some, got some sick. issues. Oh, he got sick. You got to see there. I mean, the he went through the weight cut and all ready to go. And he got sick the the day of the fight. That sucks, man. That yeah, sucks. He sucks. Must, have, must have eaten that. Uh, the Japanese bento box. He, hit, hit, he hate the bento box. <laughs> <laughs> he hit the bento box. Oh, man. Um, I think this is going to be a good fight, man. Look, Joe, Joe Lazan is fantastic on the ground. He's got good stand-up. His stand-up's not as good as Donald Cerrone. Both of these guys are not the fighters they used to be. Let's not let's not uh, say that they are. But they're both still... Uh, both. This is going to end up being a really fun fight. Can Donald keep this on the feet? Now, Don, that's where people want, misunderstand. Donald is not a slouch on the ground, man. He is fantastic. Man, he's on the good. Ground. He's really he's good. Really on the ground. good. I think that doesn't mean that Joe fights, couldn't catch him. No, Joe's slick. No, he is slick on the ground, but yeah. on the feet, he's gonna he's gonna have to work really hard to get Donald down to get yeah. Cerrone down on the ground. It's being what Cerrone's what six foot six one. 
lifting that guy up and getting his feet up off the ground to actually get the takedown is going to be difficult. And on the ground, I think Donald Stroney's got super strong legs. He's really aggressive in attacks in terms of armbar triangle game. And Joe Lozano's going to have to be careful. And I, I, I don't know if somebody, I thought I read that basically like <clears throat> one of them is going to have to retire after this if they, you know, when they lose. It's, it's kind of just that time. But I, I think you guys know, I'm just, I, I'm trying to remember where I read it. I think maybe Joe said it. Joe's like, yeah, this is kind of like. I think he did. Yeah, Joe. Was I think it? Joe was the guy that said it. Yeah, Joe was on. So, yeah, I think, you know, one of us is going to probably have to retire after we lose, if, if whoever loses this fight. Oh, wait. He says it apparently refused oh, to retire. He says he refuses retirement yeah. after he and Sorny tried to murder each other. <laughs> nah. Oh wait. So okay. so that was that actually was for two seventy four. Yeah, not committing okay. to retirement. Uh, explains why he didn't retire. Um, yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing new on it. He he Got said it. prior to the last fight, the last scheduled bout, that um, he he didn't plan to retire. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, I, I like both of these fighters. They're both really really good people. Um, I'm excited to see both of them fight. I think Donald's going to keep it on the feet, and Joe Lozano's going to try to get it to the ground. But to think that if Joe gets to the ground, that he's just going to walk right through Cerrone's guard and, and submit him, you guys are sadly mistaken. I think a lot of you guys know that already, the hardcore fans that are listening to us. You guys know Don Cerrone is a stud on the ground. He's good off his back. He's good on top. He's got good elbows. I mean, the guy's been in the game for so long because he he is a, a true mixed martial artist. He can do it everywhere. He just hasn't had to because not a lot of people try to take him down. And, and he likes to stand A lot of them end up standing. Yeah, a lot of them end up being submitted, the ones that have taken him to the ground. So keep that in mind. Should be a fun fight, though, though, John. Yeah. Good one. Tim Means against Kevin Holland, the battle of the tall, skinny guys. It's I all love long and lanky, baby. I love this matchup. I look at Tim Means, you know, I've known him since he was fighting in King of the Cage. And he, he was just a monster down there. And then he came to the UFC, and he's been a solid, great fighter throughout his time in the UFC. He's got some solid, big wins. This would be. Another one of those big ones, you know, with uh, Kevin getting out, you know, the, the, I don't know, I want to say the push that he got off of those five fights that he did in 2020 during the COVID thing, you know, and everything. But this is, they match up well. Tim is on the inside, one of the, and he's called the dirty bird for a reason, man. He is nasty inside with his knees, his elbows. He gets into the clinch positions. He's always going to exit by making you pay and, and landing something on you. Uh, Kevin Holland's going to have to be very wary in the stand-up where he's at on the ground. They both match up well. I think Kevin Holland might be a little bit uh, little bit better in the submission game, but this is a great matchup. I think this is one of those ones you look at and you go, I wish I would have thought of that matchup. It's really a good fight. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of other fights on this card, John. Is there any one, any of them that really stand out to you? I mean, I see that Giannis, uh, Adrian Giannis is making his return after his loss to uh, Fialo. Yep. You got Joaquin Buckley also, Mr. Spinning Back Fist or Spinning Back Kick to the Face, you know, superstar. I mean, he really, his career exploded after that in terms of uh, people wanting to know who he was. You know, he's kind of, I think he's coming off of a loss or is he coming off a win and then he had a loss right after that fight? Uh, his last fight. He had a loss right after that fight, but then he had okay. He's got two wins now. Then he, then he beat two. Al Hassan. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that that was a fight. That that fight against Al Hassan. That was a close fight. It was split decision. A lot of people thought he had won it, but very Mm -hmm. close decision as far as uh, 
um, that fight. But if you're gonna if you're gonna go after a fight that I think is fun, mm-hmm. and is going to be entertaining. The Cuban Missile Crisis, Julian Marquez against Gregory Rodriguez in the middleweight division. That's going to be a a slugfest. Uh, Marquez is fun. He's got power in his hands. He's got the greatest interviews, I think, going right now. He's he's he's, he's matching up with the Chael Sonnen type persona, and it's he's Danny, fun to Danny watch. Danny Sabatello might have something to say against that. Oh, Danny that's Sabatello. true. That's true. That's, that's, that's <laughs> another good one. But Gregory uh, Rodriguez has come on, and he's had some great fights in the UFC. Coming out of the LFA, he's looked really good. This is a tough matchup because he's got a guy with heavy hands in front of him, but he's got good stand-up. He's got a good ground game. If he takes Marquez to the ground, you would think that he might have the advantage, although Marquez has come up with some submission victories of his own. But I just think the matchup-wise, I think that's a fun fight. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. What other fights on here excite you? I'm a big fan of Court McGee, Jeremiah Wells. That should be a good fight as well. Court McGee is just the guy that just continues to keep doing what he's doing. He's really sticking to what he does best. He's a little bit of that Glover Teixeira type feel to him. You know, he just comes out, sticks with what he knows well, what he does well, pushes the pace, gets in your face, touches you with the striking, tries to rest you a little bit, dominates the top position. He's a stud. Jeremiah Wells is going to have to sprawl and brawl, keep this thing on the feet maybe, and try to outspeed him. But I don't know, man. McGee with his newfound focus in terms of what he thinks, he, what he knows he needs to get done. You know, yeah. he seems to be doing it. Well, there's, there's a couple. Danny Chavez is fighting Ricardo Ramos. Danny mm-hmm. Chavez is one of the fastest sons of bitches you'll ever see. The dude has got speed. He's fun to watch. Ramos is going to try to slow him down. He's good in the stand-up. He's good on the ground. But Danny Chavez, if he can keep it on the feet, that's a fun fight to watch. The other one, there's, you know, it's funny that Eddie Wineland and Cody Stamen are so far down on the card, but so is Phil Haas and Deron Wynn, and I look at that one wrestling-wise when you look at that fight. You know, Phil Haas, good wrestler. Deron Wynn, outstanding wrestler, but Deron Wynn being, uh, I don't know how to say this and and not in, in any way disrespect him, being a guy who has got a lightweight frame and is fighting in a middleweight class based upon he's thick and he's got big legs and he carries weight, but he just is not a big guy as far as his frame doesn't you know reach wise is always at a deficit but man his wrestling is superb yeah this fight's supposed to have happened like two or three times yeah you know and uh Duran's either got hurt or somebody else, or phil haas had to pull out I don't, I don't even know the reasons but it's, it's supposed to have happened a couple times <clears throat> duran has been in camp he's been been in camp for a long time for this one fight i think wrestling wise he will out wrestle and he will outspeed Phil Hawes. I think for the first however long, the first round, round and a half. He's got to be cautious though of exerting too much energy on these takedowns. His blast double, Deron wins blast double, and his his transition from the double to turning to the back, it's phenomenal, man. He's he's so quick on the shot. Um, he just got to make sure that he doesn't spend too much time throwing big haymakers. Yeah. With his striking, that really when they miss, take a lot out of you. So if he can do that, stay composed, keep long, try to stay long with his striking, straight punches, they get there faster, they land harder, mix that in with your wrestling. If you get to that top position, hopefully you can utilize that top position to do some work. You know, it's just kind of weird to me though, John, that you've got Eddie Wyland, Cody Stamen, you got Phil Halls, Deron Wynn, 
and uh, Delize or whatever, and Dawkins. Yeah, Delize against Kyle Dawkins down at the very beginning. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I, I don't I don't remember what <clears throat> position Kyle Dawkins against Kevin Holland was. But I, I want to say it was either co-main or main event on a fight night. And now he's opening up the show. Yeah. I wish I... Here, me, oh, I'll, I'll pull up these uh, a couple of these last fight cards and we'll see. Because his fight episode. against Kevin Holland, if you could look at that one, see if see where the placement on that was. Because that was so, Santos against Walker. Was it was it was co-main? Co-main. Co the co-main event. And now oh, yeah, he is all the way at the very beginning. Craziness. Yep. <clears throat> and, then, and I'm on this card here. He was also co-main on this one, the last one too, Jamie Pickett one. So that is real. Oh, wow. Now he's okay, who, did, who did he piss off? Yeah. He must have slept with Dana's side chick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. that's how you end up on the prelims, my friends. That is. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, uh, there's a lot of good it, fights that are opening up this card. Really does it really does have a lot of good solid fights throughout the entire uh, card. This is gonna be a fun, fun night should be fun all right well hey that's gonna wrap up our uh ufc talk as well but let's get into some news there what you got for us podcast dave all right let's talk about a couple of fight announcements so jose aldo versus uh marab dvalishvili <laughs> uh, not confirmed but it's being reported as the august 20th um fight for usc 278 so you know i imagine somewhere on that pay-per-view card i mean <clears throat> I really would have liked to have seen Jose Aldo and uh, and Aljo. I would like to have seen that fight. I, th I think I think Aldo deserves. Uh, now that Peter Jan is no longer Piotr is no longer the champion, I would like to have seen Jose get that shot. But is it Marab uh, his uh, his teammate? Yep. He's Marab's his teammate. They're yep. I guess probably they're good they're good training buddies. Yep. So Jose, I'm mean, like, if he beats it be if he beats Marab, it makes sense to say, okay, you're next. That's the only thing I yeah. can think of. Yeah. Maybe beat my teammate. Maybe they're thinking that he can get him out of there so that Marab doesn't get a title shot against his teammate. Maybe that's what they're thinking. I don't know. So about but, okay. I like watching Jose fight. That's it. I, I yeah. that's all I care about. Doesn't get enough respect. I don't know why. All I hear is all the time is, oh, no, no, come on. Here, you said it earlier. You were talking about, oh, there are certain words that are used way too often in our sport. One is robbery. The other is goat. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm already hearing, you know, if you listen to a UFC broadcast or, you know, any, who's the goat? Volkanovsky, because he's the current champion. <laughs> and look, I think Volkanovsky <laughs> is phenomenal. I love watching him. I think he's just a stud. But how can you forget that guy? Yeah. How can you forget what Aldo did? Ten years undefeated in that in that division. Just kept raining. In the, just kept reeling him in, knocking him down. He made and now quick work it, of all of them. Now in the bantamweights, look, yeah, he lost to Piotr Jan, but other than that, he's been phenomenal. Yeah. He's been reeling, you know, reeling in wins against really good top talent guys. If he gets this one, and, and look, Marab is Marab, Marab's a handful. That dude's a stud. He's a Georgian crazy man. But he, uh, I don't know. I just did, not enough respect is he, given to Aldo. He lost to Marlon Moraes, right? 
Who did? Did he lose that fight, Jose? Did he win that fight? No, I thought he, he lost. I, th- I thought he lost some. He, yeah, no, he did. He it was did. Close it was a decision. Okay. Yeah, Split I decision, had him winning the say. fight. I had him winning yeah. the fight. You and I battled back and forth on it because he was coming forward but wasn't throwing. Yeah, was getting hit. Yeah, but I, I had I had him. Uh, I had him winning that fight. <clears throat> yep. But then yeah, he's got. Uh, he beat Chito, who's made his way up to the top. One of the top contender spots. Doing very well now. Pedro Munoz and he beat Rob Font. Man. Getting there. He's, got, he's good, man. He's good. I mean, yeah, you got to put some respect on his name. That's the biggest thing. People want to talk about him in terms of, um, oh, he's lost so-and-so or he lost to Connor the way he lost Connor. I honestly, I can say this. Maybe look, maybe Connor was motivated or maybe maybe Connor, uh, maybe Connor motivated him. Maybe Connor motivated him too much. Yeah. Maybe it was the anger. Maybe because all the other fights when you watch him fight from before, people were afraid of him. Yep. Connor wasn't afraid of him. And I think that's kind of where Jose just all of the antics, all those things. He never faced anyone that had done that. No one had ever really faced anybody that had ever done that. No one had done what Connor had done in terms of the media, grabbing the snatch and the belts, oh, saying yeah. the things that he said. Yeah, not, not, I mean, Chael did it a little bit with Anderson. Different, though. Let's just yeah. be honest. Different. Connor came into Jose. the UFC. Connor, you know, didn't have any losses. Chael had losses, you know, with the whole Anderson thing. In fact, you know, there was a whole lot of, you know, just a difference. Connor came in and was, he took over in a time when Aldo was the king. He started taking some of that luster and he started taking some of, you know, the, you know, the, all of the media and everything was going towards not the champion in Aldo. It was going towards McGregor. Mm-hmm. And I think that got to Aldo. I think after a while, you know, he did. I think he got to the point he wanted to hurt McGregor. And we talk all the time. Don't you never fight angry? You fight smart. Yeah. That was just what happens. I agree with you on the Volkanovski comparison, though. Like, I think Volkanovski is a fantastic fighter. He's on his way to potentially becoming one of the best. He could uh, be welterweights. He could end up, but he's not. He's not. He's did not you close say welterweights to, to pass him. Sorry, did I say featherweights? Um, <laughs> but he's he's not close to passing Jose Aldo. There hasn't not been a yet. better champion in that division. Is Jose? No, there's there's, been, there's been one guy. That's been Jose Aldo. There's been one guy that has led the way for so long. He was walking through these guys, guys like Uriah, Cub Swanson. I mean, how long did the fight last with Cub? Ten oh seconds? my God! Yeah, one flying yeah, knee. Ten, and yeah, one flying Cub knee guy. was over. Yeah, you know. So let, let's be let's be honest, man. This kid, it, this guy does. I call him a kid. This guy deserves a lot of respect. He's been one of the pioneers of the sport. I mean, he looks like he's fifty. But I think he's only what, like 32, 33 years old. Something. He like looks that. like he's fifty. Did you say he, that? Yeah, he does. Let's not lie, John. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> like he looks like he's fifty, but man, the guy—he's—he's he's, oh, he's thirty-five. Okay, he's thirty-five years Dude, old. He looks phenomenal, in my opinion. No, his his body looks phenomenal, but he like he has aged significantly in the last, I'd say, four or five years. His face. Huh? Ah, okay, I must say he's ripped and shredded. I don't know if fifty year old is like great. that. It's not yeah. juice to the gills. <laughs> But uh, no, he's always always excited. He's always excited to watch fight. I'm excited to see him fight. If he can beat Marab, I think I think that puts him right into that talk of being next for the title. Yeah. All right. So who does Aljamain fight then? I don't know. Don't (laughs) care. Okay. You don't care. No, I mean, you know, like 
look, John, we, I guess we've addressed this. I don't know how many times I don't have a problem with, with Aljamain Sterling. No, he's fantastic. I had a problem with, I, I had, I had, I didn't have, I didn't have a problem with that one night. I had one issue with that one night. The acting was horrendous. That's all. The rest of it, I could care less. If he would have just stood up and said, look, man, I'm not feeling good after that knee. I'm not continuing. I'd have been like, all right, I got a lot of respect for you. Yeah. But the acting at the end is really what got me. Outside of all that, I don't give a shit. Like, I think you're. <laughs> I think I think Aljamain Sterling is a fantastic fighter. If I was to sit up here and say, "Oh, he's this, he's that," and like all these things, I'd be lying. And I've never, I've, I've never said anything else outside of that. I mean, he's always been. He's a great wrestler. He's got good submissions. He's great at taking the back. He's all of those things. He's fantastic. Okay. That being said, that doesn't take away the fact that that night. He was an actor and a really bad actor. Just the look on the face, raising the hand. Just take it, just take it like it is. Hey man, I got knee in the face. It really hurt. He, he and definitely I, got I, I am not. I'm not taking I'm not taking my chance with a killer like Peter Yan and and having to try to go in however many more rounds after that knee. It's just not fair to myself. And I didn't fight this hard to get to a title shot for it to be taken away that way. That's all. That's all it had to be said. And I would I would have said, you know what? That's 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 a true man right there that deserves to be like, hey, I understand. You know how long fighters take to get there, John? You know, it takes forever. Yeah. It takes forever. And for him to finally get the shot and for the, the knee like that to happen, I would have never have second guessed it. I'm like, ah, oh, he probably could have fought through it, maybe, but we're not feeling what he's feeling in that moment. It was the True. acting that I had a problem with. I don't have I don't have a problem yeah. with anything to do with him. His skill level is his ability in the cage. It's fucking insane. He's he's phenomenal. That that all needs to be said. I think I don't think I've, I don't think I've been clear enough about the situation. That's it. I don't care about anything else. I think he's a fantastic fighter. I think he'll be a great champion. Um, great job against Peter Yan in the last fight. Um, that that's it. But I, I'm looking but boy, forward to seeing but, him fight again. But he is in the toughest damn weight class in the sport right now. He is. He is. One thirty five. Absolutely. Oh. He is. Man. And and not even and not all. And that's the other thing. Is that in, a, in in one? They've got some killers in that weight class. Bellator's oh, yeah. got some killers in that weight class. Uh, PFL doesn't have that weight class, not that nope. I know of. No, but those two, those other two promotions, they've got. There's a plethora of 135 pound bantamweights, and they're everywhere. It doesn't matter what organization you're in. Just say that they're all in the UFC. It's just you'd be lying to yourself. It's not true. Okay, and fighters that we know, okay, well, that will remain nameless. They and I know it's just training. They spar, they train with all of these guys from all over. Oh, yeah. From all around the world and all different promotions. They all talk. I'm, okay. I'm not saying a word, but I, look, I no. know exactly what happens in the uh, yeah. training room with all yeah. these guys. And Hey, they're all good. Yeah, they're all good. They're all phenomenal. Yep. That's exactly the thing. We all know how good some of them are because we've seen that. We've seen clips and videos of them training. On top of that, we hear from their coaches. Who gets yeah. the better of who? This well, is the coaches. Right now, I mean, Aljo jumps back and forth between Longo, uh, MMA, and Extreme mm -hmm. Couture now. But, you know, uh, Rafian Stotz has been at Extreme Couture. He's now the the interim uh, mm -hmm. Bellator title holder. You got Patchy Mix. They're, all those guys are at Extreme Couture. Mm -hmm. And they're all going against each other all the time. Mm -hmm. They're all getting better because of it. Yeah, they are. They, they, the iron sharpens, sharpens iron type situation. It definitely 
plays dip, plays dividends when it goes there. Pays dividends yeah. when it, when they're there, whether it's extreme couture's or any of the other locations. Like you, we we've talked to coaches, and even the coach, even coaches that their fighter is the one losing, they're like, yeah, that other fighter gets the best of my guy. We've been working on trying to fix that because if we ever ever have to face each other, we want to make sure that we have it. They right. talk, man. They understand. For coaches, when we talk to them, yeah, they they're about as real as they can get with us. They're like, yeah, we got our hands full with him, or yeah, we handle him here. We just got to get it there. Sometimes those are some. These are this is real talk from coaches that sit here and talk to us. So yeah. I just want to clarify the whole Aljo situation before we uh, go on. <clears throat> I don't have a problem with them. Let's go on. You know, that was it. All right, next up, let's go on. Next up, there. All right. Uh, new, another fight announcement. This one is definite, and it's for September 3rd, and it's Gone versus Trivasa. I thought this was already announced a while ago because we had talked about I it a while so ago. too. This is the London. Uh, yeah, that's maybe, the London maybe, headline, maybe. correct? No, this is, uh, no, this is, this is not London. Paris. Oh, Paris. Paris. Okay, Paris. Sorry. Sorry, Paris. It's the it is Paris. Arcor Arena and uh, this Acor. Is it would make sense yes, since Gon's yes, from Paris. It would make sense yeah. since he's from there. <laughs> Oh, he's sorry. These he speaks French. Um, the more look. Let's be honest. Gon's got so many different ways of winning this fight: takedowns, yep. stand up, speed. He's got his hands full on the feet, but for how long? Five round fight. Conditioning wise, I think he'll fix some of the stuff that he had a problem with. Uh, with um, Ngannou. I think he'll fix some of those little problems, those little tweaks here and there. More recovery, more a little bit more cardio. And uh, but overall, he's got more ways of winning this fight than Tuavasa. Tuavasa has the sprawling brawl and touching with the hands. I don't think Gon's gonna fight that type of fight. I think he's gonna wrestle. He's gonna press to the fence. He's gonna try to keep, close that distance. Gonna fight him in a phone booth. He's gonna do all those things that take away the ability for Tuavasa to knock that land that knockout blow. I don't think so. I th I think Gon's gonna fight at range. I think he's gonna use. I think he's gonna use his footwork, and I think he's gonna sit there and he's gonna be a guy who look. He's not easy to hit. He's no, very true. elusive. He's in and out. He uses speed. He's got good speed for a heavyweight. I think he's going to just try to just start, you know, adding up and putting damage onto Iavasa and just, you know, keep touching him, touching him to the filing, you know, the bridge falls. I think, I think he's going to look at it like, I don't need to go to the ground. Why am I going to go to the ground? I mean, if it hits the ground, he, he'll be fine. He, you know, he has no problem being there, but I think he's, he believes in his stand up and his, his range management. And his ability to make guys overextend and him to use that to counter him. I think that's the way that he's going to look at this fight. We'll see. I think it makes for a fun talk and conversation because I think he's going to have to utilize more of his weapons. I think he's going to have to get a takedown here and there to threaten it, to slow down the hands of two of Austin. Now, I agree with you on the outside. He may be able to pick and choose his shots. Yeah. But if two of Austin is able to pressure and pressure and pressure him and he makes a mistake he could end up getting knocked out now i know and wasn't able to do it but tuavasa different style of stand-up and gana was very wingy okay tuavasa is a little bit more of that boxing style of fighting and gana was he will wing his shots and open up and throw everything with a lot of power you know yeah. tuavasa just has that style that i think is a little bit tighter than than Ngannou's. doesn't possess as much power but his shots will potentially land Oh, just my just my uh my take on We're it. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. All right. Anything else, Dave? 
Uh, yeah, so I want to touch <laughs> on this one before we wrap up the show. Um, Leon Edwards saying that if he wins the belt against Usman, uh, they're obviously officially scheduled to fight. He wants to give George Masvidal the first title shot. What do you, what do you guys think about that? Well, wait, there's that another happen. one. They kind of there's another <coughs> one that goes along with this one. What's the other one that you had? Um, Carla is Esparza it the one. Di- oh, so Carla um, came out and said that. Whaley needs to go off of her timeline for a fight and not Whaley's timeline. Um, Whaley said she wants to fight Carla. Um, I think she said summer. And Carla basically said, um, I definitely don't feel like I'm in a position where I should rush just because Whaley wants a certain day. I'm not trying to go on her timeline. I'm the champion and I feel she needs to go on my timeline. Okay, okay. that being said, Whaley that, said that was October. different. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was said differently than when we were talking off camera. Um, I thought you were saying that she was trying to push this out as long as she could. I mean, no, no, it, that's not what it, she in said. In a sense, okay. No, that's not what she said. You made me feel like she said that's what she said. I understand what she's saying. She's not going <laughs> to let, uh, let a contender, she's not going to let a contender, someone who's not the champion, tell me when I'm ready to fight. I'll fight when I'm ready. I'm the champ. Now, with Leon and with uh, Carla, if you're a promoter, you're thinking to yourself, "You're doing this." Oh, please, let's, can we just get these fights on? Can can we stop talking about what's going to happen next? Let's talk about the fight. Let's get this fight to happen as soon as possible. You know, Carla wants to enjoy being the champion for a while. Let her enjoy it. She's tough. She has her hands full with uh, Whaley. It's going to be a tough fight. Whaley's good everywhere in comparison to what Carla is. Carla is a good wrestler. She's got good top position. She's going to have her hands full, though. Whaley is going to have her hands full in the wrestling, whereas Carl's going to have her hands full in the feet, as well as some of the sprawling brawl that she possesses. In that clinch, in those dangerous areas that Whaley is good with knees and elbows, she is a nasty. She's nasty in those areas. Just ask Jessica Andrade, who's a bully herself, but Whaley's a bully as well. In terms of Leon Edwards with the Masvidal thing, I understand there's the beef there, but, dude, you're the, if, you're, if you're the champion, move on. Move on. No reason to fight that guy. Yeah, well, then, come on. If you're the, if, if this is where I go, if you're the UFC, you're doing this <laughs> because you can't put Masvidal, who's coming off of multiple losses against your champion. That that's not a fight that works. Okay, it's not a fight that works. If he gets so, a win, but here's the thing: why didn't you fight him right now before you fight for the title? If you want that fight so bad, why, why aren't you? I mean, I'm a Leon fan. Train with him for a while. Like he's a good, good guy. We see him all the time, you know, because his brother fights for Bellator. Why didn't you? Why, why aren't you chomping at the bit? You know, when they're ready for that fight, take that fight. Yeah. Nah, now you're gonna call him out when you're the champion. If I'm the champion, I'm moving on. I'm good. I'm good, man. I mean, unless unless uh, who, unless who, he gets who else a, is in that he gets a cu- he gets a couple of wins, you can do that. Other than that, yeah. there's too many guys in line above Masvidal yeah. right now that you got to go no you, you you'd have to match him up against somebody different well look at if i guess i guess maybe i'll t- let me let me take my words back if if i'm leon and i'm looking at that lineup you got colby you've got cosma those are the two next guys i'll take i'll take masvidal <laughs> yeah i'll take masvidal <laughs> i'm not saying <laughs> you, the UFC i'm not saying like, if no. you're leon it's not a fight you would take i'm just saying if you're the ufc it's not a fight you're going to make yeah, hey, did someone said Bilal Muhammad and Ka- and Cosma Chimaev got got announced? Did that fight, did that fight, get announced? I don't think it I got announced. I thought it was being talked. I think it should be reported. Yeah. Oh, it's being reported. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't recall seeing anything about it. But all right, 
Uh, what else you got for us, Dave? Uh, we'll wrap up this show there, and then we're going to go on and do some more work. Work, work, work. Oh, we're going to wrap work. the show up? Okay, okay. I thought you, well, I thought you were saying dude, there was one more thing to talk sharp. about. It just took you like three seconds of delay to figure out what he said. Now, I understand that because Dave does not speak English. No, <laughs> no, he doesn't. All right, go to wayneandpodcast.com, well, yeah. pick up some of our merch. Don't interrupt us, Dave. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go to wayneandpodcast.com. You, you didn't a, have a good okay, one. Didn't bring it. Go ahead, bring Dave. it, Dave. Come bring on. It. No, Bring all I was it. gonna say was the combination of my accent and uh, Josh's CTE is not is not a good one for trying to make advancements <laughs> when we're trying to wrap up the show. Yeah, it definitely is. It. You know what, Dave? That was a good point. That was might have a point right there. I'll give you a little bit of love. Look, a I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, post uh, I'm gonna post that picture later on of Dave with his baby oil on flexing uh, in his living room. I'm gonna uh, post that picture on my social media at the Real Punk. Make sure you guys check Ripped. that out and below in the comments, okay. Make sure you say you want to see him or watch him do the train Alta. And if you guys do that, if we can get it up to 500 likes or yeses, I think, uh, no, we're going to have to do more likes. But if we can get if we can get up to 500 comments saying yes, guys, Podcast Dave's going to do train Alta. He's got to take it for the team, buddy. Take it for the team. But before <laughs> we do all that, go to wayneandpodcast.com. Guys, pick up some of our merch, man. We've got sweatshirts. We've got hoodies. We've got... Coffee mugs, we've got it all. T-shirts, short sleeves, long sleeves, all of it. So check it all out. We've got our OG logo and as long with some of our other stuff. Hashtag and still is available as well as hindsight is 50-50. Y'all know that. Y'all know that. I saw, I saw Paul Felder said something about hindsight is 20-20. Man, this guy is not good at math. It's hindsight is 50-50. Let's go. Huge Paul Felder fan. Just give him a little rub from Josh Thompson. I love the guy. I'm looking forward to one day potentially having him on. I know we were talking with having him on for a while, and uh, we just lost. Uh, he was doing a movie. We lost some dialogue, so I got to reach back out to him see if we can get him on the show. Love that guy. All right, uh, that's gonna wrap us up. Uh, John, take us away, buddy. Hey, thanks for everyone showing up, spending some time with us, and listening to all of our crap. We appreciate it. Hope you have a good day. Do something good for someone. Make their day special, and we will see you. <laughs>